So we're going back to episode two because fuck Miley Cyrus. She did exactly what we said she was going to do. I'm almost getting ready to have people take bets on the things that we say on here because if we keep being so accurate, we should start making some fucking money off of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're going to start putting our cash apps on, on the descriptions. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, hit us up. Tell $5. I got $5 on this happening by next week. I got $20. Says her feet's still going to be nasty next week. Dude, on <laughs> God. It's one of those things where I can't believe this is what we're starting with again because she's just so not worth giving the effort to. I know, but I had to because we did call it. She did exactly what we said she was going to do. She's back in the studio trying to work with people. She's fucking put hot girl summer. <laughs> like, fucking dude, no one wants to see your dirty ass feet. That's your hot girl summer fucking walking on gross ass pavement. Like, <laughs> I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested. Hold on. You brought up the uh, hot girl summer thing. So somebody put the video, like a picture of the video up of her twerking next to like chicken breasts in a package. <laughs> 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 and they were like, I don't see the No, difference. did you guys see that viral video of the people's fucking chicken at the, it was like a restaurant where you cook your own food at the station and the people's raw chicken started oh, the crawling bone, off like, the fucking what? plate for yes. some reason. No idea why. No idea if it was like a zombie virus or if it was like infested. With Either way, that's the video they should have put next to it. That is, oh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to episode seven. Seven, right? Seven. One, seven? Okay. Seven. I hope so. Of the, of the Raps and Raps podcast. I'm your host, MC, alongside of some of my best friends in the whole wide world. To my left is Amanda. To my right is Jesse. Woo. How are you guys doing today? So good. Yeah. I like that your answer is so good, and I'm just so eh. Like, like we don't live together. Like, we don't live the same lives. Staying and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, it's you another fucking day. You see the two day. sides of the coin, like how, and then sometimes when I'm really depressed, she's the one that's like, oh, today is so beautiful. Did you see that cloud formation? And I'm just like, where's the shotgun? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that, that took got a left. dark quickly. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, no, I just, it's just been a long fucking week. Like, God, rent was due this week. Just passed the first. Just passed. Like, uh, uh, garbage. Garbage. Oh, he was yeah. really having a good time the first week of August. Back to school shopping. For me, not even fucking kids. It's for me at this point. I'm a college student. This shit sucks. I oh, thought yeah, I was done with again, this. Huh? Your, your semester starts this month or next month? No, this month it starts in like two or three weeks. And it's very, very irritating because I'm like, shit. I got to do back to school shopping. I got to deal with all the parents doing back to school shopping. My rent was due. My tuition's due. Everything's due. It's the beginning of the month. No one likes August. It's the end of summer. It's like you enjoyed it. And when now is the it's end done. of summer? Is that like September? Is that in August? I mean, for me, I think as they've made shit earlier and earlier, like as school has started earlier and earlier within the year and you have to do all the back to school shopping and you have to deal with like all of the events and summer camps and orientations and workshops and just the million things that go on it seems like just in the month of august now there's no fun in august to me that's that marks the end of summer unless you're an adult now you can go out go do shit there's no lines there's no children up until about three o'clock depending on where you are I love this time of the year. But I'm talking about right <laughs> Kids now. get out of here. In this moment where everywhere you go, it is a child with their parent doing some sort of shopping, doing some sort of like 
Fuck off. Can't get a haircut right now. Yeah, fuck. I can't oh, go to the no. dentist right now. Can't go to your fucking doctor. All the kids are nope. getting their vaccinations. Yep. You should have been trying to fix your grill way earlier in the <laughs> year. Like, you shouldn't have waited to the last two weeks Summer's before school over? started. Yeah, for real. Like, uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So, um, I'm actually going to play a song for you guys as well because I don't even think I let you guys hear it all. And I think Ill Addicts would be all right with if I played the whole thing. I don't know if I'm going to play the whole thing. But they just dropped a song called Double Mint. Everybody go stream it. If you're listening right now, go stream it. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. So go stream it. Go look at them. Go give them a like. Go do everything you can to support these men. Worst case, just play it all the way through. Hit them up on Twitter. If they say it's not cool, just cut it. And you're good. And you're good. Just be like, yeah, no, no, no. For sure, for sure. I didn't do that. Yeah, no, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. That would have that been dumb. You guys are right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I honestly love how this song's all about how somebody's breath stinks. That's what the whole song is about. So that was Double Mint by, um, fuck. That was Double Mint by the Ill Addicts. What'd you guys think of it? That was good. That was dope? Yeah. I thought it was dope, too. It It's one of those shows of talent where it's like people, when they think about kind of rap music or hip-hop or whatever, and then, oh, all you rap about is money and bitches and weed. They just straight up did a song. <laughs> like, your breath smells bad as hell. That's amazing. They can do a song about anything. Anything, it seems. That's that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really dope-ass song. Talent, yeah. And I don't know who their producer is. I'll probably try to hit him up about that, but their producer is amazing for that sample. Right? That was a good little beat was, with yeah, it, too. That was an amazing was, sample in there. It was so, so simple, so sweet, yeah. Yeah, so um, I really didn't have anything to shoot the shit with today, but I figured we could... I've been seeing something on the timeline lately, and I don't know if the Joe Budden podcast started it because Joe said... That Pusha T was a better rapper than Lil Wayne. Oh. But figured we'd get into that because it's been popping up a lot lately. Other people have been talking about it. So what is your... So the definition of it was, is Pusha T a better rapper than Wayne from 2006 to 2009? 
and was it was that is that Wayne's prime and is Pusha T in his prime right now? That's a lot of questions at once. I feel like to bring up because no matter how you answer that, it somehow leads into how you're going to answer those other questions because it's like, <clears throat> for me personally, um, Wayne bodies Pusha T during that time period. Oh well, yeah, most like, definitely. No, no question, no doubt about it. Um, I have more memorable songs from that time period that I think of from Lil Wayne than I would ever think of from Pusha T. But that also then leads into, you know, would I say that that was Lil Wayne's peak? No, absolutely not. The man has a fucking 20 year spanning career now. Like, no, I absolutely do not think that 2006 to 2009 was his peak. Was it a beautiful time period for him in regards to like the Carter and shit? Like, like yes, absolutely. But... I wouldn't call that like his prime or his peak or anything like that. And I wouldn't call it Pusha T's either. You know, to assign that label to an artist, I think is so domineering like that. That defines someone's career. Why would you kind of claim that they have a peak? They don't have to have a peak like Lil Wayne has been consistently good. I don't think he's dropped off. Has he had less album sales on certain ones? Yes. But his talent hasn't but changed. But lyrical ability hasn't changed over the years. Yeah. Like I feel like he is a solid ass rapper and he always has been so to be like yeah that was his prime it's no premature. i'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure his prime has been the entire time and we don't even know what lil wayne's gonna drop 5 10 15 years from now we don't know what he's gonna look like at 40 or at 50 you know what i mean okay I so to that. make that claim is so i don't want to say dangerous but it's so bold and it's so ill-timed just because i mean how that that's just well, they were just speaking of lyrical ability, and somebody th that wasn't in the podcast from Joe. That was later on when somebody was like, "Oh, it's Pusha better than right. Wayne at this time era." And I don't, and I never want to put a time stamp on somebody's time era of lyrical ability because, yeah, you can have a better time, like you can have a better years, I guess you could say, on album sales, on what was dope, what was popping on the radio. But I, personally, I don't care about that. Yeah, if you're dope, you're dope. If you're not, you're not. So I need to see a catalog of dopeness, and I feel like I feel like both artists have that. Mm -hmm. That's my standpoint. But I'm I I, I like Pusha T. That's for for me. I like Pusha T. It might just be one of those things where Wayne had the right management behind him. I guess you could say to advertise what he was yeah. doing. That's why you know all little Wayne's shit. So anybody who heard that who isn't like super into the knowledge would absolutely be like, no, Wayne's better because. He was just so much more advertised than fucking Pusha ever was. Like, yeah, and and he dropped off from the clips too. Because I don't know if you guys knew that, but Pusha T was a part of the clips with him and his yeah. brother, and he dropped off there. And I don't think it was around to like I want to say like 2009, maybe 2011. I could be wrong when he finally dropped his first solo project as just Pusha T. See, and that's something else to bring up is the idea of is now Pusha T's prime. I mean. I think it you should allow an artist the space to grow no matter what. You know what I mean? Pusha T has been around for a really long time, just like Wayne has. So I think giving him the opportunity to make those strides, to kind of make his own moves, make his own name like he has been for years. It's just to compare those artists and be like, which one's better? Which one was in their prime then and prime now? It just... I don't know. I just find that to be so extra. Like, they're both very good artists in their own right, but they've been on their own paths for years. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's not like we're going to fucking all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, look at the fucking Lil Wayne and Pusha T battle. If that happens, maybe I'll be down to compare them, but. 
until then, I feel like I just have to respect them as artists in their own rights. And fucking, I don't think anyone's prime has necessarily come and gone or is even now. I just think it's really dope with the growing of the industry in general, getting to see what artists are getting to do now, whether it comes to streaming platforms, whether it comes to new musicality, whether it comes to videography now. I just, I think every artist has the ability for growth and should be allowed that without the comparison factor. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I kind of thought it was kind of disrespectful to say either one of them had a prime in a certain time because if you really look at Pusha T's discography, he's kind of been putting out heat on the low Obviously, it hasn't been as mainstream as Wayne has been, but Wayne has a lot longer of a career altogether. So you can't say that somebody's less mainstream than the other when Wayne has a bigger career. I'll say that Wayne has a bigger career than Pusha T has. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but Pusha T's discography is, to me, is just as dope as Wayne's. I can't discredit either disc- discography. I don't like how people keep bringing up Pusha T as... He keeps having problems and beef with people. Like he had his problem with Drake, and now he's had like they're trying to do this thing with what? Like, what? Wh- I just want to see him as an artist and the material he's putting out, not his issues that he's having with people and the songs he's going to put out about that. No, I just want to see him as an artist, and maybe that's all due to his management. Management, like. Well, I think that definitely the shot at Drake on Daytona was placed for a reason. But at the same time, that goes back to we don't know when artists actually wrote a song when they recorded right. a song. Like he could have been sitting on that song after Two Birds, One Stone came out, and we don't know. And then he just redid it and left the, left that line in there. I just I think it's really interesting because that became such a career defining moment for him. And I don't even think it was. I mean, in his perspective, I couldn't imagine he intended it to be like he was just fucking dropping his disses fucking dropping his bars doing his shit you know what i mean fucking listening through word of mouth and sources like every artist every rapper that's out there right now has dropped bars in some manner that can be considered bold or can be considered instigating you know what i mean but for this to have blown up and snowball like it did and for people to turn around and i mean current some people in the current generation of listeners, you know, in in that Gen Z, you know, those 15, 16, 17 year olds, that's all they know Pusha T from. That's all they know him from is the idea of like, <laughs> oh, he beef a Drake. Yeah. He beef a Drake. Oh, yeah. he called his baby mama ugly. Oh. Well, I, I don't even think it's that. It's he's the only artist that has bodied Drake. That's not hard. Uh, but uh, 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 no, no, I get what you mean. He's the only artist who has been confrontational enough to take it that far, and it has he hasn't been able to be saved by his affiliations with yeah. Nikki or with Wayne or his affiliations with his management and OVO and you know all those different things. I totally get what you're saying in that manner, where that was. And maybe that's part of why it was so career defining. You know what I mean? Just well, a few I definitely years think before, it was f- like you said for the fifteen, sixteen-year-olds because they watched the Meek Mill and Drake beef. Yep. They watched him beef with Joe Budden. Yep. Nobody was able to do it, but here comes Pusha T, who figured all this out from Forty. We spoke about that a while ago. He found all this out from 40 and put it in a song and was like, fuck you, Drake. And the interesting thing is, is Pusha T is kind of an old head, too. You know what I mean? He's not. And I think that's why the the diss was so vicious. He he comes from an era of no rules. Right. Like, if you look back on the Nas and JB, like, nowadays, that's like, oh, whatever. But back in the day, back in the day, that that was a vicious beef. 
Like he's uh, he said something about the car seat and his kids being on his wife's face. Like something, uh, a lot of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was, was a heavy. vicious uh, beef, and that's where Pusha T comes from. Yeah, because Pusha T just came out not too long after that. Because that was funny that you said that. That's where all the kids re- remember him from. Because all I remember Pusha T from originally is what happened to that boy. <laughs> that's how I remember him. But um, now that we're on the topic of Drake, did you guys happen to see the tweet from Hip Hop DX? We talked about it briefly a couple of days ago, but I I did see what you were talking about in them uh, bringing up the possible discussion of Drake being a goat, and their their kind of their categories for it, their definitive. Their criteria for being a goat was longevity, eight plus years, catalogs, a catalog that has three projects that are great or classic. And I, w- I want to stop there real quick because no, sorry, <laughs> you can't have a great or classic album because if that's the criteria, T.I. has to be in the conversation. Ludacris has to be in the conversation. Uh, Young Jeezy has to be in the conversation. There's, there's a, so many there's artists. a million yeah. artists that can exactly, be in that conversation yeah. for great albums. Yeah, not classics, great, but just great. So, yeah. So for Hip Hop DX to say that, that was kind of like a, mm, I'm kind of questioning who's running your Twitter, or who made that criteria. Right, and I mean, who even brought him into the conversation in the first place? Just because there is such a difference between being a legend and being a goat you know what i mean do we even consider drake a rapper that's uh, first and foremost do we even consider him a real rapper do we consider him a real mc he doesn't fucking freestyle he doesn't battle rap he's not fucking capable of writing his own shit half the time yeah like he has popularity and he has longevity don't get me wrong and yes you say drake and that name around the world will ring bells he is a legend absolutely to be a goat you have to be you have to have that musicality. You have to have that lyricism. You have to have that wordsmithing. But it also goes beyond that. I think to be a goat, you have to also kind of m- go into the project of being kind of not necessarily a master, but I think you need to be a jack of all trades. I think you need to also get your way into producing. I think you need to get your way into mentorship of newer artists. I think you need to get your way into label owning. And I think everything Drake has done has been strategic and it's been a power move, but it, it's it's just been legendary. It's just been to make the name Drake. An OVO. Yeah. And so I just think, you know, yeah, he's put his hand into different business ongoing deals and things of that sort. And yeah, he's kind of doing his own thing with OVO. And yeah, he has some albums that are really, really, really known. What are you doing for the streets? What are you doing for mentorship? What are you doing for new up and coming rappers? What are you doing for the current dealings within the music industry? What do you do to bring light to either current issues or current like overcomings and great withstandings? And you know what I mean? Like what? And that's the thing is, I think when you bring up a goat conversation, the reason why Jay-Z is always at the forefront of people's brains is on top of being the artist that he is, he has fully encompassed what it means to take the music industry by storm in total, whether it comes to streaming, whether it comes to different platforms, whether it comes to even his marriage, even social media, whether it comes down to his business dealings and how he chooses to invest, all the way down to the fact that he mentors, he travels the world and he works with people and he talks to people and he is so at the forefront of the industry. Of a lot of social issues too. Like... Drake is the type of person where he raps and, well, he sings 
about the most emotional bitch ass <laughs> crybaby things. But in real life, he is the most fucking aloof, mysterious, fucking disappearing ass. Doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. Like didn't I even just know, know about his son for how long? Like I just Almost I do year, not I think. find him to be able to be in the goat category when there is that air of hip pop fucking celebrity status of I'm too good for all of this. Da, 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 da. Like, I don't know. I've just always gotten that from Drake. And so I don't think he could be in the goat category because there, he might hit the celebrity status. He might hit like, Oh yeah, he's had albums. He's been around for a long time. You know, his name, but it goes so much deeper than that. There are plenty of artists that are that popular. I made this comment to you. Riff Raff's been around for eight years. He was on G's and Gents. He's been around forever. Are you going to call him a goat next? Yeah, Riff like, uh, Raff's been around for like 10 years Like, is, uh, Yeah, is he going to be the next fucking goat? Is it going to be anyone who's been around for enough amount of time? Is it going to be anyone who we know just from anything? Because it's like... Yeah, you're just giving it to anybody at this point. Exactly. To say that that's the only criteria and it doesn't go any deeper than that a million people can hit those criteria. Like oh, there's yeah. so many different artists. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about being a goat, you didn't even mention anything rap specific. That could be fucking Taylor Swift, bro. That could be Taylor Swift oh, at gross. that point. <laughs> like, How do you think about that? She's not the goat. I would put Drake at the greatest of all time as an entertainer. Yes, in an entertainer category, I could absolutely see like that. Like a Elvis Presley. Right. Yeah, he or does or a Taylor Swift. Want. But yeah. when you talk about goats, that's not where the conversation leads usually, unless you specify it. And Hip Hop DX would not be talking about it on a broad scale like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's what was weird to me, because I've never known them to not be a credible source. So for Drake, even though it was consensus, consensus in the uh, tweets, like who commented, a lot of people commented Drake. And I get that if it's if it's whoever's just sitting there like, oh, Drake's obviously in the contenders because 30 or 40 plus people have said Drake's name. But in a world where Drake and Jay-Z are in the same are in the same category. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Or a Styles P or a Jadakiss. Or the whole Wu Tang collective. I was just I about don't, to be I like, don't. if someone looked at me and was like, Drake's a goat like Wu Tang is, and I'd be like, mm. No. Nowhere near. You're telling me that ODB and Ghostface are going to be on the same level for you as fucking Drake? How? Drake? How? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How for one. But no, never. Sorry. That is the... I know. I will. Yeah, no. Fuck that. They can't be in the same category. No, absolutely not. And, And I thought it was weird that they said what great are classic albums. For your For you guys personally... Can you name a Drake album besides So Far Gone? I was just going to say the only one I can actually name is Take Care. And then, oh man, you're going to literally look at me and be like, you're so fucking young, I hate you. My senior year, um, like right when it ended, is when If You're Reading This, It's Too Late came out. I remember I because I was. But we working. can't consider that a Drake album because that was a collab album, right? But I'm still like, but that's all I can really name, and I just remember it being a really, really big deal at the time because I went into work and everyone was like, "Oh my god, have you fucking have you heard some of the?" But like again, it's just because of popularity. It's just because Drake has that name. I can name those albums. I can't name any songs off of them. I would say "Take Care" is probably his only classic album. Yeah. 
I would I'm, absolutely agree. I would say that's the only one. I wouldn't even say so far gone. Is, is. that the one with his head in the clouds? Mm, where his sideburn looks like no, the five? No, I want to say take care is the one where he's sitting. No, no, at the I'm table. not. I'm saying is so far gone the one with his. No, that was his first album that he put out. What one that is the one with his head in the clouds that Lil Nas X looked better? He's like, guys, I just don't see how you guys seem to think this is related to Drake. Like, this is my own art. <laughs> I thought of this. <laughs> I fucking love him. Yeah. Lil Nas X is great. Oh, sh- now we're on him. Shout out to him. Number f- uh, longest number running one. number one. Hell yeah. Go Mariah, him. Mariah, Mariah Carey is salty. All bitter oh, and yeah. shit, but pretending. Like oh, yeah. Oh, congrats. Hi, congrats. <laughs> like, no. No. Fuck off, Mariah Carey. Oh, do you guys hate Mariah Carey? No. no, I don't have any personal feelings towards her, but I just picture her being a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. She's way too rich. See, but she's kind of, she is that genre of that diva music, so you need her. You need the Mariah Careys and the Whitney Houstons. You need them. Are we not going to go back and finish the conversation we were just having about Drake albums that are known, and are we just going to move They're on? They're not. Oh, we're yeah, done. No, no, we're no, no. done. Nothing They're was not, the same so. as the album you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, see. And yeah, I was right. Take Care is the one where he's at the Obviously, table it was the, the same, Drake, because I think all your albums are the same. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah, I, stopped, I, I completely stopped listening after More Life. After more life, I was like, I don't want to hear anything from you. I think if like I'm sad enough, there are certain songs I'll listen to by Drake. But other oh, than are that, are you drinking by yourself listening to trust issues? Wow, no, but <laughs> no, that Marvin's brings closet. Oh, <laughs> Marvin's room. <laughs> oh no, Marvin's coming out the closet. I'm just letting you know, if Marvin's room was coming on in a party at the time it came out, I was about to fuck a girl's life up that night. Jesus Lord! No, no, no! But that brings up. I remember breaking. Look, uh, like, see? I remember my ex and I broke up. Here we go. And I remember she was like a huge Drake fan, and I remember listening to "Take a Shot for Me" and just feeling like, yeah, she's a loser ass bitch. And guess yeah. what? Years later, she is still a loser ass bitch. Oh, so I mean, I can't ah, fuck you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Never even met you, but fuck you. I thought this was going w- sideways. I thought you were going to be like, I heard trust issues, and I was all, whoa, whoa. No, but take a shot for me. Like, Captioning that was all my your shit. Instagram I, wa- pictures. I was 18. I, wa- I couldn't even drink yet at the time. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, take a shot for me. Like, what the? Mm, what was I on? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. Oh, the only other thing I had to say was impact. That was one of their criteria was impact. What has the artist contributed to the culture? And that speaks to, like I was just saying, if you say the word Drake anywhere in the world, you're likely to get a response. He has had an impact. Plenty of people will know his name, but he has not contributed, in my opinion. Like, that speaks to him being an amazing entertainer. But when you're talking about the culture of hip-hop, rap, and I just want to say, like, black people in general, no, no, I do not see Drake as adding anything well, I was going to say, other than stealing flows and making them his own and popularizing them in the U.S. And stealing I slight hooks from other people that he yeah. changes the words just enough so they can't sue him. Making like, Party Next Door disappear. Oh, hey, Weekend put out a picture. Did you guys see it? Yeah. No. You saw it? No, I'm saying, yeah, he did. Like, yeah. what? It was a picture that just said XO. It was a big-ass billboard in Toronto. Um, and he was like, great thing shall come. Well, I fucking hope so, dude. We've been waiting like two <laughs> years. Has it been that long? Um, 
I think it wasn't last summer. It was the <coughs> summer before. The it last was, song I remember hit from him was "I Can't Feel My Face." It was the it was the album he oh, did Starboy. that he yeah and he with t- Daft he, Punk he took he no 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 but the he fucking I don't know if he released a whole album or if it was just a mixtape but he fucking went on tour and I remember that and that was the last we heard from him. I just know because my manager went to that tour and he showed me videos of the fucking light show, and I was looking at it like, God damn, I really hope they had an epilepsy warning. Fuck. Oh jeez. Like no, dude, the weekend shit. It was a pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> I was tripping balls, dude. I'm standing there. It's like four thirty in the morning while we're standing there trying to fucking start up the grills and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Are we watching a Star Wars trailer? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Pew pew. <laughs> pa-ching, pa-ching. <laughs> okay. No, but I I would be very excited to hear something new from him, especially after. His last relationship ended. He is back with <coughs> the model. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember which one she I is. I don't know how to say her name. It's is is it Bella or Gigi? I think Bella. It's, it's Bella. I don't know how to say Hadid her last name. or Hadid or something like I that. Don't wanna, I don't want to mis- mispronounce it. ASAP fucking furries. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! That's what you made me think of just now. I'm like, wait a minute, I know the name. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, since we uh, are we done with the Drake topic? Yeah, no, I fu- yeah. I've been done. Oh, so who, so who would you say is in the contenders for a goat right now? Not years ago, right now. Who would you say? I would say from 2010 to now. We discussed this before about how we were thinking like both Kendrick and J. Cole have amazing potential. Obviously. But then there was uh I'm putting Cole higher than Kendrick now. Who was I? After talking Revenge about? of the Dreamers three. And all the other stuff that he's done recently in his in his communities and other communities. Was it Pharrell <coughs> that we were talking about? Or was it T I who started giving money to the Oh, that was Pharrell. That was yeah. fr- he was who I thought as well could be a contender. I would put least. him in a separate goat category. Like he's in Kanye's because Kanye doesn't write his own music, but Kanye is a phenomenal producer. Right? Exactly. Yeah. He he <laughs> makes splashes when he does something, even if it's not you know what he 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 does. So I don't know. I like him. Okay, so I'll let you have Pharrell on that one. I mean, it's just, it's really hard because there are so many artists that I are just making mean their waves. I know, but like there are so many artists making their waves who could turn around and fuck it up. Like I would definitely like to continue watching Kendrick. Um, I would like to see what he continues doing. You know, it, interestingly enough, I personally, I also want to see what Wayne does over like the next 15 years. Okay. I would, I see I want to say like yeah, I agree with you, but to me he's already solidified his spot as a goat. No, I totally understand. I just think because of so That's why I'm saying take Wayne out. Right, cuz it's not even considered a contender at that point. He just already is. Yeah. I'm just saying contender. Like who so like Meg is do you think Meg has it? You know, and that's interesting because I... This is me separating Yeah, men from women. She's I in the general... could... S- 
yes and no. She's still so early in her career. I feel like like would I put her as a contender possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Possibly. She's making really good waves. She's giving back to the communities. She's really about positivity. She interacts with fans. She's about working with other artists. She's really uplifting. She does a lot of shows. She And I think that's something else that's really important. It has to do with interacting and like, do they go on tour? Do they fucking actually put on shows? Can they do a live performance? And so she hits all of those criteria. But with only having um, Tina Snow and Fever out right now and Tina Snow is technically just a mixtape and Fever I think is also only supposed to be a mixtape because she's technically working on her debut album right now. And that's where that line gets kind of iffy. Exactly. We're not going to get into that right but, now. So I mean would I put like possibly absolutely I think it's just so early to tell with her because she didn't even really hop on the scene until 2016. Okay. So that's just that's still really early in the category for me. But um, what about a chance? No, but while we're on the topic of like how you had said you're you're doing the the separation of like with the women and men and how let's just make it a general category. I think I would actually put Nikki as a contender. Absolutely. Ooh, bold statement. Yeah. It feels super bold as someone who's Why? not even a fan of her, really, especially anymore. Not that I was ever a really big fan of her. I just remember like liking some of her music. I just think she has done quite a bit. And I won't just say even for women in the industry, but that is, I think, a really important distinguisher and like signifier to make she did make really big waves as a female MC and then to turn around I think some of her early work is so good she has that lyricism she has that wordsmithing while she has had her controversy and her problems plenty of artists have she has turned around and she gives really good live performances she has that longevity she has that impact she's starting to work with newer artists and is being really uplifting she's kind of started her outreach into other types of businesses with her queen radio and podcasting and fucking kind of signing into different business deals and kind of reaching out and i just think that if if her focus can go right i just think if it's such a hard line i i just think she's very much tiptoeing it if that makes sense like i think she could fuck up in one more controversy i'm just gonna be like i'm fucking done with nikki she's fucking annoying i don't want to hear anything else from her i feel but on the other hand i'm like damn i cannot ignore the career and the name you've made for yourself well i guess the biggest problem with her controversies is Safari has a career of controversies. Right. And that's where a lot of them came from. He's on Love and Hip Hop. That's what gets numbers is mm-hmm. controversy. And that's where a lot of it stemmed from in what early 2015, 2016, all the way up until 2018. It was still a fucking thing when it's like, oh my God. Nobody understands that this is what this man makes a living off of. You know what I mean? So it's like. I don't want to put too much in the controversy on her. And then the Cardi B thing, I don't think had anything to do with anything in specific. It was all fans hyping things up because, like, Cardi B came on and was like, oh, you got Nikki the fuck out of here? Like, how did you get somebody the fuck out of here that paved the way for Cardi? And again, I think that just ties into she has done so many significant things for the culture. And I think you say the name Nikki and you, you recognize it. You know what I mean? And... Again, it's just such a line to tiptoe. But if I'm going to put in a contender that I'm like, wow, I, you know, she has been around that long. She's been able to stay in the spotlight. She's maintained her career. She's maintained herself. Like, 
while she's had brief controversies, it's never been anything fucking extreme. You know what I mean? I just yeah, yeah. Like that. with everything I've seen from her, it's like okay, like you you have solidified your spot at the very least. She's a legend, but I think she's tiptoeing that line as a contender, and it'll be interesting to see what she does like in the next ten years. I would love to see her start her own label that's maybe for like up and coming women artists or something like that. Or I would love to see her start a label that mainly is for like East Coast artists specifically, like coming out of the Brooklyn Queens area. Like I just I think there's so much she could so do. So Queen Records, right? But I think I there's so much she could do, and she has so much potential. <laughs> I definitely see her tiptoeing that line. Okay. So what about Chance, though? I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear now. Damn. I just We haven't even got into that. I oh, know. No. We didn't even get to that. And that's all I'm hearing when you say his name. Um, I don't quite know if, in my opinion he has the impact yet like i would say for chicago he does not for a nation wide and we're also talking international on top of that you know what i mean because that could do you think that he would also get to that level of being so representative of hip-hop and the culture yes because he is so independent he's definitely going to start a wave of something we've never seen before it's going to be a whole new way that these streaming platforms and these labels are going to have to figure out all over again. Do you tie that into him doing the Chance the Rapper LLC? Yeah, because that's something I, we've never seen before, I don't think. I'll put it that way. I've never looked into every single artist that's put an album out. Right. But for him to be so popular as he is, to not be on a label and put his own album out under his own LLC, that's a little wild. Yeah. So at the same time, you know, within a few weeks of him releasing all of his music, well, re-releasing all onto streaming platforms. And that, that, that was my next point. It's, it's on all these platforms that no record label is getting a piece of probably. Yeah. Somebody's mad. There is some white man in upper management at fucking at Atlantic and Sony that's fucking pissed right now that acid rap went back into the number five top ten albums and they didn't get a piece of it. I don't know. I think I think he's absolutely a contender. But again, it's just kind of seeing what he does, because as of right now, he's not quite a household name. I think he could make that impact. But like, for instance, for Chicago, he absolutely gives back to Chicago. He always had. He's always been for the people, for his fans. He responds. He interacts. He's great at live shows. He has a lot of variety in his performances and his in his personality he talks about a lot of things he sings about a lot of different things i mean he is a very very good artist i just think for me he doesn't quite have that household name yet he doesn't quite have that longevity to be like yeah i this is this 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 and this are all classic albums because i think that's something else is maybe for me with him just releasing this most recent one and kind of being so iffy yeah. on it you know what i mean yeah, no, i think I that's it. part of it is like i i don't think there can be okay that's i think there can be the occasional bunk album from a goat but i just for it like you know there are some albums that just don't do as well as others that you don't just you just don't like as much and that's always going to happen with an artist like you might not like I just always go back single. to wayne that's my problem is whenever i put a goat or or jay-z like yeah honestly, you're like i like everything yeah, there's not an album and or song that I 
I just, verse, I, I guess that. there's like I'm like I guess there's little things that you're allowed to like disagree with or not really jive with. Like, oh man, I don't really feel the beat on this. But for me, I did not feel his album that well. Chance is still so early in his career, and to release an entire album that is beautiful for his own artistic integrity, absolutely. But I don't necessarily think it adds debut to him. Album debut album, but that also speaks to. Who the fuck gives a fuck about my opinion if it's if it's for his artistic integrity and it felt good putting it out like I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm I happy just, for him. It just yeah, I don't know. Eh. It just it really kind of clashes with the goat conversation for me because it's like Chance, you are an amazing artist. You've done so much. You're g- doing really great things in communities and in giving back. But it's like if that's your debut album, I just I want to see what else happens. I want to see more from his lyricism. I want to see more in producing. I want to see more. Like a full circle in yeah. the music industry. I just want to see another album from him sometime soon, I guess. But I think that is really, really cool. Um, that, you know, The Big Day is out. It's under Chance the Rapper LLC. 22 songs, all about his wife. Not all of them. <laughs> but yeah, mo- the whole town. Oh Pretty God. goddamn fucking close. I just don't know where you're supposed to listen to that album. Like coloring book. That's not a gym album. It's not a club no. album. It's not like like I don't know where I should consume that music. It's not the Isley Brothers either. You're not gonna play it to fuck. So yeah, it's like I don't know where. Like maybe I guess if I'm getting married and I'm like super duper googly in love with a woman, that I don't know where your this love for her comes from because that's fucking wild to have that many songs to write about her. Like maybe if I'm in traffic in L.A. and I'm just I tried. Uh, that's where I tried to listen to it originally was driving. And no, you just weren't about it. It just didn't do it for me, and that's what I'm saying. Like coloring book, you could put that on a party, certain songs, not all the songs. You could put that on when you're just chilling. You could put that on when you're just hanging out with friends. Yeah, that album was. You could consume that everywhere. This debut album, I'm not 100 percent sure what. I don't. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to shit on too much because I could come back in two episodes and be like, no, I feel them. <laughs> But uh, not right now. You know, like, I love my wife a little more this week. I feel them. I feel them. (laughs) She is sitting next to us, by the way, everybody. So that's why it's a little extra funny. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Um, So since we were talking about Lil Nas X and him having the longest running number one single, which is amazing. Again, shout out to Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Um, on July 25th, he actually posted on Twitter, if anything happens to me, just know I love and appreciate all of you. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, I think this ties into our conversation about how him coming out when he chose to, because he came out the last day of Pride Month when he felt like it. He kind of gave everybody the middle finger, made a giant joke about it. He's a big old troll. Like, he did exactly what he wanted to in his coming out. I think that pissed people off. I think he there's so much that's expected of him now. I think that people wanted to play or have him play a role and kind of follow their timeline. And he's kind of doing what he wants. He, he's shit posting. He has a bunch of memes that he makes. You know, he's just having a really good time. And I absolutely think there are people that are not happy with that. And with him now having the longest running number one. I think there is going to be so much that's expected from him. Like, someone is going to expect a follow-up. The people that have signed him are now going to want more from him. Congratulations. You created the longest-running number one. Do it again. Yeah. Now it's a a sweatshop. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of what it's tied into. I don't think there's necessarily been anything directly yet. Like, I don't think there's people sending notes to his house like, we're coming for you. We're coming for you tomorrow. (laughs) That's wild. That is what I mean. I think it's genuinely just more so him realizing like, fuck, this is real deal. Holyfield out here in the music industry and people aren't liking what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I get that. And um, th- conspiracy theory, me again. This this is conspiracy theory hour for MC. I think that somebody higher up was pissed that he came out as gay. Because now you now have to make another longest running number one hit. It can't be a gay man. Yeah. And I think he's kind of realizing that. Because I, I subscribe to all the conspiracy theories in the music industry that there is a higher power that's going on. I don't want to necessarily say it's the Illuminati, but there is something else higher up that we cannot know. Absolutely. You know, controls media, controls what we're consuming and what should be popularized, yeah. and what trends should be going on. And that's not surprising at all. You know what I mean? The U.S. government has been performing experiments on its own citizens for years. I just I think Old Town Road was an accident. Yeah. I don't think this was meant to be the longest running And now that it's one. a gay black man that holds it, I think... Somebody's mad. I agree. and I, But again, I think that ties into maybe the idea of they did want him to come out, but not on his timeline. You know what I mean? They maybe wanted to milk it. Like they, they wanted, wanted to, to parade it. it. Exactly. Or tease it. Or maybe hold it until Pride Month was totally over. Or, you know, just a million different things they could have done. Or they could have been pressuring him to come out at the beginning of Pride Month. Oh, you know, you know, you know it'll help with the sales. You know, yeah. if you just do it, all the fucking <laughs> queers in the world are going to want to stream your album. But it's like for him to then turn around and be like, ha fuck you guys. And do it on the last day of Pride Month. Again, we don't know exactly how it went. But I do think that he chose his own timeline as compared to someone else's. And someone's not happy. Yeah, it just scares me. Uh, I just, I don't like it. I hope he doesn't wind up dead somehow. That's what I'm saying. You got to protect that man. Yeah. Protect Lil Nas X at all costs. Hell yeah. And Billy Bray. I, I think he's all right. I think I don't he's know. doing just Miley fine. might kill him. Dude, you have she has to be mad as fuck. She's like, I've been trying for years to infiltrate the black community and my dad has to release <laughs> one fucking song. He just has to get on Twitter and people turn around and just retweet the shit out of him. He posts one photo with a bong and everyone on Twitter loses their minds. They're like, shout out Billy Ray. Just like we did. And yeah, she's, yeah. Just, she's like, God damn it. <laughs> she's <laughs> I love it. I love how mad she probably is. <laughs> She's on fuck Justice League. <laughs> what? And I still can't, get, still can't get in there. Justice League is the producer she was dating, I believe. I oh want to say. God. No, Mike Will made it. Fuck. Whatever. Oh, you thanks. made it sound like she fucked the entire Justice League, the entire. like Superman, Green Lantern, <laughs> <laughs> Flash. That's how she got back into the country community. Yeah. <laughs> There's no kryptonite One, for Superman when Wonder he's Woman is in the Justice League. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wonder Woman is? Yeah. Oh, so now she's trying to reach the gay community, too. Pandering. <laughs> <coughs> um, Now we're talking about shit that we called, though, because we did call the Miley Cyrus thing. Uh, Same episode, episode two. Go back and listen, because we said it there. Uh, Forever 21 was sending out diet bars with all plus size... Uh, orders. Okay, so I, 
I want to spearhead this before conversation. You, okay, before you keep going, fuck you, Forever 21. <laughs> fuck you. I knew you were just one thing away from being total pieces of shit. And you've made it. You were looking directly at me when you said that, so it felt like you were about to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you, Amanda. You and buy your for opinion. <laughs> no, just fuck Forever 21, because we called it. We said it was going to happen soon rather than later. And what we recorded that a month ago. Right. And here we are now. With them pandering to the queer community. Okay, so let's let's spearhead this conversation. Um so what happened, if you did not hear about this little bit of a scandal, is people were ordering from Forever Twenty One and a couple of and I, I'm not even gonna say plus size, it's it's fat women turn around and they posted like I got my order and this is what I also got in it and I did not order this and it's a picture of an Atkins diet bar and I think that's really important to note is that it's 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 a diet bar we're not talking about like a, a cute little protein bar we're not talking about like a here's a little healthy package of you know what I mean it, there are a million things in the world that you can choose to throw in as like a cute little you know a sticker packer there are plenty of companies that like to throw in little goodies yeah. like we said lip gloss nail polish exactly an accessory a earrings diet bar like okay yeah. so okay it goes further than that though women posted that and then forever 21 turned around and essentially tried to be like in our defense you have no and their defense. social media team explained it away by saying that while this was a slight oversight and obviously it was misconstrued and what you know what I mean they essentially said like while we did not quite consider the ramifications we we had a, a, a kind of oversight hold on they didn't consider the ramifications yeah they they essentially said like we did not realize how this would be to, like we apologize we did what? not mean for so they said that they did this in conjunction with a promotion with Atkins that they're working with them and that they have worked with plenty of third-party companies that they've included little goodies from them from to kind of promo them. And then in turn, you know, that company might promo them. Number one, I've never seen any Atkins model fucking in the world or fucking Atkins might be like, and I shop it forever 21 after I eat my gross Atkins pizza. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> and that's how I imagine it. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where there is no cross promotion going on, but she essentially no, hold on. Yeah. I'm so sorry. She's <laughs> gross Atkins pizza. And I wear Trevor 21 clothes. So okay. So they sorry. again they tried to claim it's third party promotion, it's cross promotion, da 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 da. They also tried to claim that they sent the Atkins bar in all sorts of orders, not specifically plus size ones. They're sending them to everyone. No, they didn't. Everyone. And, and okay. And then on social media, people turned around and defended Forever 21 by posting photos of their stick thin ass bodies wearing double zero ass clothes being like, I got an Atkins bar too. And it's like, all right, stick figure Susan. I don't give a fuck that you got one. Stick like, figure Susan. I'm loving I'm loving this. No, keep going. I just it's one of those things where it obviously isn't targeted at you and it's not gonna be seen as aggressive or a microaggression towards you. 
you little skinny person who it doesn't fucking matter. Like I, the likelihood that they just threw them into random orders without it. I guarantee you it was like three to one on plus size to regular orders getting those goddamn diet bars. And it's just the implication, no matter what, that shouldn't have been the route that Forever 21 chose. If you're going to promo a product, which no, I think that's fake as fuck. I don't think there was any cross promotion. I don't think they were fucking had some third party deal going on with Atkins. I think Atkins probably hit them up and was like, here's some money. Just get rid of these fucking extra sample bars we have. So like, do you think it was them just bashing fat people? You think this was a deliberate bash? Because I think it was. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I think it and was. And I think it is very systematic. I don't think some random person at fucking Forever 21 was like, I hate fat people. I'm putting diet bars in these orders out of this one fucking warehouse in Missouri or wherever they fucking have them. I think it is systematic in which they turn around and they thought, yeah, this is seen as like a positive promotional thing. Like, yeah, we're just encouraging them to be healthy. And it's like, realistically, that's not what diet bars encourage. It actually usually encourages really, really fucking terrible eating health and self-esteem behaviors, if we're being honest. Yeah, I was going to say, now that you even mentioned that, I remember watching the Jenny Craig commercials when I was younger. It made me so sad. I'm a little bit bigger of a guy. I always right. have been. That show always made me sad. Like... I hated the way I looked. And you're well, like, Jenny Craig. And, and that like, speaks to that systematic, like, oh, great. I should hate the way I look. I should be on this. And also, what the fuck is Forever 21's demographic? Young teen girls. In gross. what fucking manner is it okay to send 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds diet bars and their fucking meals when we already have a fucking epidemic? of teenagers fucking trying these crazy weight loss trends and diets and da 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 I just, I think it's so fucking callous and I think it's so systematic. I think the hatred of fat people is so systematic that you can't just let them fucking live and order some goddamn clothes online. <coughs> like you really just couldn't let people order clothes. It had to be a statement. You had to know be a what thing. I mean? They had to make a thing out of it. Exactly. They couldn't help it. And I just, I think that's what it all ties into. It ties into the systematicness of just being like, well, we hate fat people, but if we pretend it's under the guise of caring about your health, it's okay. Yeah, no. And so for Forever Fuck 21 Forever to be 21. like, yeah, it was just an oversight. We just didn't know. No, that was callous and purposeful. How do you like, not? I don't. I just hope Rob Lowe has something to say about it. Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe. He does those commercials and I love him. And I hope he's not like, haha, yeah, fuck fat people because I love I love you, Roblo. <laughs> That's but a also, very random it just, love. It's, it's not. I mean, not that I want to go into like fat phobia and how fucking awful our society is to fat people. But all I have to say is I am considered at this point in my life to be an average weight. I am still a 1X or 2X at Forever 21. At a Target, I'm a medium. So it's one of those things where it's like you are encouraging unhealthy behavior yeah that's you, gross like it's just it's really disgusting that stores act like they don't partake i didn't think about it this. like that yeah because that is gross like there's a difference between being a thick woman and a fat woman i'm not saying either one is wrong but there is a difference there and the fact that you have 15 year old girls thinking that they are obesely overweight and disgusting because they wear an extra large at your store and you're sending them diet bars um yeah, that's a, that's a little more than a slight oversight. Yeah. Like, fuck you, Forever 21. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the note on my... Okay, so I have bullet points when we talk about things during the episode, and mine just says, 
Machine Gun Kelly is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so if you would like to build off of that, totally. Okay, so MGK was on a show that will rename Nameless because fuck that show. It's going to rename Nameless. If you know, you know. I'll put it that way. I'm just going to leave it like that. If you know, you know. You know the show because you may have seen him on it. You may follow the show still. Uh, shout out to Wayno. Shout out to Nadeska. DJ Academics. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but he was on a show, and um, he said the beef between him and him was annoying uh, by the internet trying to muddy it all the time. But if you go back and you look, Mr. Kelly, you are primary suspect number one in that whole argument. You were on the internet Posting things, sharing things, saying things. You were, Kelly. Nobody right. else was. There may have been memes going around about you getting bodied by M. You did. Sorry. I hated Rap Devil. Not the point that I'm making here. You can't sit here and say that you're annoyed by something. That you contributed to. Yeah, you helped it. You're the one that's helping these memes with you saying things. So, and something I want to say as someone who recognizes Eminem as a legend but doesn't fucking like him, there were plenty of people who supported you, Machine Gun Kelly. There were plenty of people who turned around and they yeah. were like, yeah, Eminem is an angry-ass, old-ass, whack-ass man. He doesn't, he doesn't realize he's already solidified his celebrity status. Why does he have to shit on every fucking new artist that's ever come around? Beside the fact of that being his personality and that just is Eminem's personality, yeah, we I mean, all know he built his that. career off of that. Do I think he's pathetic at fucking 40 years old to still be rapping about fucking rappers that are 19 who fucking practically look up to him and would suck his dick? Like, yeah, I think it's pretty oh pathetic. God. Like, Jesus Christ, Eminem, you, you sit in a mansion all goddamn day and that's what you think about. I fucking hate these new ass artists. These fucking loser ass fucking I'm a rap god, rap god, rap god. Like, I get it. There were plenty of people who supported Machine Gun Kelly and they were like, yeah, dude. Eminem does need to get off of his high horse. He does need to be fucking kinder to newer artists or more supportive, whatever you want to fucking say in the world, or just the fact of people feeling like Eminem is past his time. That's also valid. However you want to look at it, plenty of people supported Machine Gun Kelly in his stance. Plenty of people still do. It's also just been relatively forgotten about. It's one of those things where MGK yeah. still has his fans, Eminem still has his fans. So for him to turn around and now backtrack... A year later. It's like, dude, you had the support. It's not like fucking this is some nameless beef that you fucking lost and no one listened to or liked you in. Like, plenty of people supported you, and now plenty of people are going to turn around and be like, wow, dude, you're kind of a bitch. You're, like, you're acting like Eminem right now. Like, wow. Why are you bringing something back up a year ago? Leave it the fuck alone. If you think you won, you won. I think it doesn't Leave help it that the, the person's show, who, again, shall remain nameless, obviously fucking poked and prodded at it and even brought it up like yeah are you and Eminem gonna fucking reconnect are you guys gonna fucking quash the beef it's like shut the fuck up why why'd you even why? have him on there like if you're for the culture this is this is off topic because this has nothing to do with Machine Gun Kelly but that show if you are here for the fucking culture why are you making a mockery of the culture right and it's one of those things where I get it. MGK just released an album. He is on tour right now. He is doing his own thing. Talk to him about that. You are contributing to this fucking fast Buffoonery. Yes. Not even consumption. Buffoonery. Like the fact that every artist only gets popular off of fucking controversy and needs that shit to stay in the spotlight and then needs to release a million songs. It just, it all ties into what is fucking wrong right now in the industry. And that fucking contributes to it. That yeah. alone is you, such a huge part that of show. it. That show is what the fuck is wrong because they highlight 
all these fuck shits that these fuckity fucks are doing that I don't want to hear about. Right. It's so much more about the drama and like what's going on. And it has nothing to do with anything. Like, yeah, like you have a debate here and there. Who's better? Do you think Young Thug's better? Shut the fuck up. I don't, I understand that you're trying to stay relevant and that's their thing. They're trying to stay relevant. That will never happen here. I don't care about relevant rappers. Well, not say I don't care about relevant rappers, but I'm not going to try to stay relevant <laughs> by keeping up with every single fucking rapper that comes out yeah. and has some kind of controversy, says something wrong. Like, Blueface is splattered all over that fucking show. I'm not talking about Blueface here. That's not happening. Right. So, f- just fuck that show. Sorry. But again, it just, it, it ties into, like, dude, why why the fuck would you even bring that up? Because, oh, yeah, because you know it's going to fucking be clickbait and it's going to get views. Yeah. And guess what MGK said about Eminem this time? And it's like... Do you really? I don't. I don't care. I don't care. And it's one of those things where it fucking. It sounds like, it's one of those things where it sounds like Machine Gun Kelly doesn't even care that much anymore. He doesn't even know what fucking happened. He's like, fuck. I don't know. Fuck. I was drunk. Fuck. I don't know. Social media. Whatever. Whatever. Just it was, it was really fucking annoying. And um, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say the rest that I have written down because uh, I'm, because whatever what I found out later on was actually just today. Machine Gun Kelly really tried to boycott Swedish fish <laughs> dude i heard about Until that shit. rocky was released that's the fucking buffoonery you're putting on your show that's exactly what russ was talking about when he was talking about uh the what mis- misappropriation of the culture exactly that's yeah. misappropriation you're poking fun i don't know maybe machine gun kelly is just that fucking stupid and he didn't know that sweden had nothing to do with swedish fish he could be that fucking stupid. Or maybe he really is that fucking ridiculous and fucking that much of a clown in the culture that he's like, yeah, I'm going to make light of this really serious. Like, don't be wrong. I don't give a fuck about ASAP Rocky being locked up. But it's like it really sounds like he just wanted to have something to say about the situation. Yeah. Boycott Swedish fish, guys. Yeah. Like, bro, who the fuck? What the what the fuck? Do you know how stupid you fucking sound right now, Kelly? Like, Honestly. Like, and if that was a joke, I'm sorry, I did care about the whole ASAP thing because it was bullshit. And then for the whole future thing to happen and that guy is walking free that knocked right. the security guard out, that's bullshit. That just, that just goes to show you that was a systematic thing for Sweden. Oh, yeah. They, saw, the, they saw a black American do something wrong in their country on videotape. They're going to they're gonna push it to the full extent. And I guess, I guess the way I'm putting it is it's a, hmm, how do I word this? I guess it's one of those things where there were already so many people going to bat for ASAP Rocky and like they're like, we're getting him out. I find that I myself couldn't even put that much energy towards it because it's one of those things where it's like, obviously, it's a big deal. Obviously, fucking hella people are reporting on it and they're on it and fucking people are working on getting him out and shit like that. But MGK is just another one of those fucking people who makes me not give a shit about the situation because it's like, bro, shut the fuck up with your jokes. Like, I don't really care. There are black people in America shot every goddamn day. And you want to talk about boycotting Swedish fish. It was just fucking stupid. It just it, it made me very angry, so that's why I kind of went on the tangent of the show that he was on. And then for him to be on there, it's like, oh, so this is just a joke to you guys. Yep. This is just one big fucking joke. I don't understand how anybody can support something that's just a big fucking joke like that. Like, if you're here for the culture and you're a show about the culture, be for the culture. Why didn't you have Ferg on the show? Anyone. Why Anyone did you bring else? fucking Machine Gun Kelly up there? 
fucking Ferg who said he's going to be dropping a new album. Chance the Rapper who did just drop a new album. Fucking Nas who just dropped Lost, pa- Lost Tapes Part 2. Oh, Nas ain't going fucking- up there. <laughs> Nas ain't going up there. But, I know, but I'm saying like all of these different yeah, people I know. who there are could, doing was, things and yeah. fucking shit's going on. And it's like MGK. 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 It's the money they had. He only wanted like 200 bucks in a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Not even a code red. No, he just like <laughs> he wanted the original whatever. diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck, all right, this week we got him. Yeah, so that was that was my fucking that was just my aim. Speaking anger. of, I mean Lost Tapes Part Two. Cool. I thought it was pretty dope. dope like I've heard a few that. songs of uh, off of it so far. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I just haven't had the time to be honest. I with feel you. like Nas is such a fucking name like that's such a fucking like a power it's like dude i don't even need to listen to it i know I it's thought good that i thought that before he put out the album with kanye okay i didn't like the album i'm not shitting on nas right because i'm pretty sure it was a lot of artistic air quotes there <laughs> from kanye that had to do with the album because he produced the whole album and it just wasn't my taste i don't want to hear a 808s and heartbreaks from nas i don't want to hear something so artistic and Ha ha ha, like look at me, look what I c- I didn't want to hear that. Nas, he's a dope ass artist. Put him on an Alchemist beat, put him on a Supreme beat, put him on fucking a Timberland beat. Let him fucking rap. I don't need all the extras from Nas. I don't need it. I feel that. And Kanye is such a fucking extra ass person. Dude, did you even hear did you even listen to that album at all? Trust me, you see all the fucking extra ass shit that Kanye did. And I didn't, I just didn't like it. It just wasn't for me. And I don't know if, if it just because it wasn't garnered toward me, towards me, I just didn't like it. But Lost Tapes 2 is definitely classic Nas. And I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he was able to come back so quick and put out another album. <coughs> um, Since we're talking about albums, though, did, are you guys excited at all about uh, Port of Miami 2 from Rick Ross? I really am, especially since the track list has been released. I think it's it's looking like it's shaping up to be a fucking dope album. Yeah. Like. The song with Wale is really dope. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it, but you guys should listen to it. No, I haven't actually. And I, I really want to because that being the first song on the album, I think that's. It speaks to something. Yeah, it well, really Wale does. was with M- MMG, so I guess that might be why. But the song is dope because we were talking last episode how. <clears throat> how Wale didn't get the flowers he deserved either. Right. And um, I think Rick Ross putting him as number one on the 10-year anniversary of his, I would say his most acclaimed album was Port of Miami. So for him to be having Wale at number one, that's pretty dope. And I think it's really cool that he is doing this anniversary marking of releasing Port of Miami too because we talk so much about the fast consumption and consumer culture and just how much we fucking zip through things and expect, you know, albums from artists. And this really takes us back to an era that's just, a you know, a bit different. It's kind of just before the streaming services and just before those types of platforms really started emerging. So doing Port of Miami too, I think brings us back to that and I think can really draw people into other parts of his discography. You know what I mean? And kind of, you know, someone's going to yeah. listen to that and be like, oh, fuck, what was the first one? Oh, what's the shit that dropped from him in 2007? Was it, you know what I mean? Damn, that's, a, yeah, no? 2000, 2009 is when he dropped it. <clears throat> that doesn't sound right. 
Because I feel like hustling I'm just, was on. I'm just saying like that early shit. No, I know. I just, I'm just, I'm just, my like, brain started I turning. I need to know his discography Yeah, because my brain just when started he turning. Did and I, Flame with Usher? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like that was around the same time period as hustling. Every day I'm hustling, no. hustling, hustling, hustling. Hustling was, I feel like, way before that. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2007, 2006. So, where I originally heard that song, and it makes me laugh when Cat I think Williams. about it now, that fucking Cat Williams stand, him doing the shopping cart dance and everything. Oh my God, I Dude, fucking hate I you. I love it. I fucking love it. He's all, every day I'm hustling, hustling, and just knocking shit off the yes, shelf. Yes, dude, all his dances. Oh, damn, yeah, when food stamps hit exactly how you feel i miss food stamps man <laughs> okay wow yeah. okay so i'm just off like port of miami came out in august 2006 and then march 2008 trilla came out and i fucking said 2007 so it's like i'm in there oh you're good i was there this. i was there so port of miami came out in 2006 yeah so it's looking like it's like a little bit further than the 10 year anniversary it's like 13 but maybe that shit didn't really start mm, uh, i mean i don't know maybe i don't know that's weird. Know. It's weird they're saying they're saying it's a ten year anniversary. Yeah, we'll look more into that. We will look more into that. The raps and raps detectives. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a new podcast out. <laughs> we are not. Please don't look forward to that from us. <laughs> um, but no, it looks like it's shaping up to be a super good album. You know, I I'm really excited personally for the song that he has with a boogie with a hoodie and Denzel Curry. Uh, boogie with a hoodie. With both of them in the same. Uh, yeah, song? they're on. They're on running the streets. It's uh, track twelve. Ooh. So that looks like it's gonna be fucking good. The other one that I think I would really, really be looking forward to, besides fucking the one with Wale, would. You know that's actually hard. I I think fucking. I want to hear the one with him and Meek Mill. Yeah, he has Meek Mill, Swizz Beats, and Dej Loaf. And like, don't get me wrong, I like Swizz Beats, but I think I'm more excited try for fucking me, to hear Meek Mill. Try me. I want to hear him just because they did do a lot of songs like back in the day. Yeah. So I want to see how Meek Mill's growing up and Rick Ross's growing up, what kind of song that's going to sound like now in this time and era. That'll sound, I think that'll sound really good though. I hope so. Because they both have kind of come a long way a long way yeah especially that was me. like 2011 2012 yeah whenever mmg was like really popping that was back when everybody had to have the click ain't nobody fucking with my click oh. click click yeah it was around that time did you uh, guys want to get sad or no mm, i really didn't want to considering that seemed like a lot to do right now in this moment um, I was gonna bring up since you were talking about Port of Miami two dropping. Uh, YBN Corday just dropped his debut album. Man, shout out to YBN Corday. The album was Good dope. Job. It's been dope so far. I've heard a few tracks off of it. I I enjoyed your fucking freshman cipher. So I'm yeah. Oh yeah, his freshman cipher was dope too. I don't know if we talked about ciphers at all last. No, time we did. We have not talked about the XXL at all. But have all of them came out yet? Yeah. I was kind of waiting till all of them came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just those three. The three videos. That's it? Yeah, yeah. They only do a list oh, of like 10 to 13. they put like four, four of them in there. Yeah. One of them, one fucking, it was, one of them had four and two of them had three or something like that. So there's only 10 people on the freshman yeah. cover this year. Huh. But I mean, we can talk about them if you want because I, I can pretty much just off the top of my head. Talk I haven't about watched them enough yet. Let me watch them first. Okay. I've only really seen the one with Meg and uh, uh, YB and Corday. Sucks waiting another week on them. I feel like they came out forever ago. 
We were not prepared for this. <laughs> um, no, no, we weren't. Uh, okay, Fuck. so XXL freshman freestyles. How'd you feel about them? Who stood out to you out of the freshman class this year? Cyphers freestyles the same shit. Yeah. No, ma'am. Two separate videos. Yeah, I know. But nowadays, a freestyle and a cipher is both written. Right. Um, okay, so if we're going to talk about the ciphers, I MC has not listened to them quite enough. I and that's to all totally of them. fine, but I will go ahead and bust out the conversation on this one. So <clears throat> if you have not listened to the freshman ciphers yet that are released by XXL, um, essentially this year we had it spearheaded with three female artists and then a few male artists. Huge female artists. Yeah. And the, 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 the this year's cipher, starting with um, the first one that came out was Blueface, YBN Corday, and Rico Nasties. Then the next day, DaBaby, Megan the Stallion, YK Osiris, and Lil Moses came out. And then on the third day, Roddy Rich, Comethazine, and Tierra Wax came out. That's kind of a shitty place to put Tierra Wax. Dude, you are fucking telling me. I would have rather seen her with YBN Corday, Meg. In Tierra Whack. That's what I would that's yeah. what I would have put. But if you haven't seen them at all yet, I think I'll just start literally top to bottom on him. So starting with Blueface, YBN Corday, and Rico Nasty. So it's Rico that starts first, then it's YBN Corday, then it ends off with Blueface. Rico, I think, did a phenomenal job on it. She really held her own. She fucking spit so fast. She had a fire flow on it. You know, she really bodied the beat more than anything like it wasn't even that she was more impressive than the other people she was with it's just the fact of like that beat you don't even fucking hear it practically you hear her you know what I mean and I think that is so dope from an artist because I think so often we face the issue of fucking you know their beats can kind of overpower them you know what I mean? We hear a lot of music from artists where it's like, wow, they sound okay, but like it's the beat that I'm hearing more than anything, or it's this yeah. fire production. Like it's never the words that incite somebody. It's like, damn, I fuck with that beat though. Exactly. And so for hers, I think to for me to have just heard her flow more than anything really speaks to her talent. It was so fucking good. And then, you know, in my opinion, their cipher was like the friendliest of all of them. The three of them are fucking hyping each other up. So while she's rapping fucking YBN Cordays in the background, fucking him and Blueface yeah, are doing yeah, the whoa yeah. next to each other fucking while she's rapping like and they're they're hitting it on the beat with her. And yeah, he's in the background saying like, oh, Ooh, like just kind of being Ooh. her hype man almost. And it was really fucking cool to hear because then she ends her line on don't make me mad. And all of a sudden that's where YBN Corday picks up. He's all don't make me mad. Don't make me mad. And they do a beat switch and they slow it down for him and he jumps into his. So it was so versatile, but connected. It was really, really cool. I, yeah, I just really enjoyed hers and then YBN Corday in my opinion did the best of all three of them he had a real control of his flow and to me it was very reminiscent of like 90s east coast I loved kind of the slow beat he had with it I loved the low tone that he had going on um it was just really really good 
Surprisingly enough, I think Blueface somewhat held his own, which I wouldn't usually say for him. I, I'm not a fan of him. I've never really listened to... Bold sp- statement for this podcast. I know. I'm not going to say exactly. in general, but for this podcast, that's and a bold I, statement. And I've never really listened too much by him, j- except for hearing just garbage <laughs> shit. So, in my opinion, you know, he, he was definitely the the worst of the three of them but whereas i would fucking give them like easily you know 8.5s to 9s i think that he had like a solid like 6.8 to 7 i definitely have to go listen to that one then yeah like he he did somewhat hold his own he had a couple good little lines like it wasn't too bad fucking and again ybn corday is in the background like hyping him up and it just it sounds so good with them all being somewhat connected oh my god who the fuck decided to put YK Osiris and Lil Mosey with DaBaby and Megan the Stallion? It's literally someone posted a meme and was like, it's like when fucking you're the two smartest kids in class and you get linked up with the two kids who ditch every day to get high at lunch and don't even show up <laughs> half the time. Like, fuck, dude. They, OK, and here's the thing that makes me mad. They start with Lil Mosey. So they start garbage jump to Megan the Stallion, go fire, go to YK Osiris, so they go garbage again, and then they end it with DaBaby. I don't even know who YK Osiris is. He, I never even heard of him he until He was this. singing, and he should not have been singing. Oh. That's the best thing that I can tell you about that. So what happens when a rapper figures out they're not good without autotune? See, it's one of those things where I think he's trying so hard to be like the, not the R&B one, but like the singing one of this XXL. He wants to be that. But he probably should have let, like, the producers and everybody doing it know because he's just sounding ridiculous on the beats when he's trying to sing and everybody else is just <coughs> chopping the shit, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, the baby killed that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, he tried to... Uh, and that's the funny me. thing. Like, that wasn't good, dude. Uh. That wasn't good at all. And that's the funny thing is I think they went bad, good, bad, good, and it's such a dramatic shift it's like, damn, you purposefully did these kids dirty. Because Lil Mosey literally has a line that's like, this this shit's a lame-ass beat or it's a whack-ass beat or something like that. And fucking, he says something else, and that's literally his most ve- memorable fucking verse from it. And then fucking, all of a sudden, it's Megan right after him who just... Yeah, she killed that shit, man. On top of the beat. So it's like, oh, fuck, that damn dude that must have hurt to literally be like this is a whack-ass beat and then to have her kill that shit he looks mad as fuck in the background in his big ass fake white fur coat like dude, that fur coat was ridiculous i'm not gonna lie and then it goes in okay so i don't even have to say it megan the stallion killed it she's in a cute ass hot pink sweatsuit she's looking cute with her hair up in a bun her and the baby are like hyping each other up in the backgrounds while they're fucking rapping you know what i mean not in their heads doing their shit and I wanted to say, I wanted to talk about the, the sweat suit, track suit, whatever you call it, that she was wearing. Because I really like the fact that they didn't, they didn't over-sexualize her for the freshman cover. Exactly. They it was kinda, such a classic, kind, not classic, but like a these, regular yeah. regular kind of suit. Like that's that she, a fucking look. Yeah. Not, not, not that, see, uh, but that's why I like that they, they but didn't But it's such do. a, don't, in my opinion, that's such like a, how do I word this? Like, when I see a male MC in fucking, like, gray sweatpants and a hoodie, like how baby showed up, it's like, ooh, I know you're about to spit. You know what I mean? Like, that's, what I mean. that's how I felt seeing they, her. They sim- They didn't simplify. I cannot think of the word I'm trying to say. But the bar stood out. It wasn't about what Megan looked like. They really put her talent on uh display. Display, display there you go, yeah. No. So I really like that. I really fucking appreciated whoever did that. 
I I totally feel that. And um, that's something that you notice in that video too, how <laughs> Lil Mosey when he first goes on looks ridiculous in his fucking fluffy white coat. And then Megan comes on, looks like you know, like you said, she's really like she's chilling around the house. Exactly. Like she's in bars. And and then and then what's his face comes on and it looks like he's wearing a, a bulletproof vest, but I don't think it is. It's like Osiris. He's wearing something weird. It's like They're some just... weird dual tone in his shirt or something. And then he's not a... wearing a vest. I couldn't tell. And what then the you fuck get the baby. It, it looks like a bulletproof suit. vest, but yeah. it's a thing now. And then you get the baby in his fucking just sweatshirt. And, and that's that's the thing. The ones who sucked the most were the ones who were almost flashy wearing this kind of like ridiculous outfit. And the ones who bodied it were the ones who just literally came in probably out of bed or just shopping at the store for some fucking shit like right <laughs> yeah and yeah, i don't know dope. yk osiris just did a really bad job but they ended it off with the baby and they gave him a two minute it's like two minutes and 12 or 20 seconds slot which is very very long for a, for an xxl cypher but I don't want to tie into like fucking people being like, uh, he dropped that verse before and then other people defending him and being like, well, you don't know that they, they fucking record ciphers earlier in the year anyway. So it's like, there's been so much back and forth about it. No matter what you want to say, the baby fucking killed it. Yeah, he did. He had a fire ass verse. He fucking dropped a stack of money on the floor in a fucking black sweater and bodied everyone. Fucking YK Osiris has the biggest smile in his face on the background. Like he's looking so up amazing. to his childhood hero or something. He's like, Oh my God. Well, it definitely oh is God. something that would go down in history. Yeah. And I guess the only reason I didn't watch it because I don't want to see you on this podcast and be like, Oh, for the culture. And then I didn't watch it. And I guess I didn't watch it just because it, to me now, the freshman cover is a joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. Like it started off being such an important like icon in the culture and now it's like it's just a money grab. You're yeah, just you'll put anyone views. on that shit. Like, oh, Comethazine, who's that? He's Which not okay, that and that's what I want to talk about next is Roddy Rich, Comethazine, and Sierra Wack. So it was Comethazine, Roddy Rich, and then Tierra Wack. And Oh my god. Tierra like, was the only good one on that. Dude, episode. they really fucking put her with two people who like she didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve that. That's rude. That's rude. You you really should have fucking maybe fucking done it. I don't I don't know. I would have traded fucking Blueface and I would have put her with Rico Nasty and YBN Corday before I ever fucking put her with those two. Because Okay. Comethazine did a terrible job. He sounds so hard like he's trying to be 21 Savage. Like, yeah, I want to I wanna fucking, I kill, I snap. That's the only song I've heard from him, too, was that, uh, I can't even think of the name of it anymore. It's, it's probably not important. It's it, it, it's his most famous song, and that's definitely what I got from it. It was a 21 Savage vibe. Like, dude, you're trying so hard to sound angry and like you're fucking this serial killer vibe and like, oh, I'm furrowing my brows so you can tell how mad I am. And it's like, no, nah, this is uninteresting. I literally give that like a two. Like, that, that's nothing. Oh, damn. Like, get wah, out of my wah, fucking wah. face. <laughs> New button. Uh, I, I don't know. I would put him, YK Osiris, and Lil Mosey as like the, the definite worst. And then I would put fucking Roddy Rich and Blueface is doing 
okay. And then I would absolutely put YBN Corday, Rico Nasty, DaBaby, Megan The Stallion, and Tierra Wack as like solid choices that are either A or B artists. You know what I mean? They're going somewhere. Yeah. Oh, like, definitely. And, and that's the thing is Roddy Rich's wasn't necessarily terrible, terrible, but it's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to that kid. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything interesting. Uh, yeah. He's all right. But um, I guess I guess that's wild that you say that too because when I look back at it, they put the uh, they put out all the other freshman ciphers, and they put the one out with Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert, Twenty One Savage. He how he who shall rename nameless. Yeah, and, and Denzel uh, Curry. No, Denzel Curry. Yeah, Denzel yeah. Curry was in it, and everybody said that was the wackiest. Uh, that's funny. Cipher, and those were the only people out of that freshman cover. That went somewhere. So that's kind of it's kind of wild that you say that because now I'm like, damn, is Comethazine the next fucking Twenty One Savage? So is he gonna get that no, recognition? No, I don't fucking think so. But <coughs> I will say, Tierra Wax was fucking fire. Like she's she, going somewhere. She had them turn off the beat altogether, and she just she did a genuine freestyle. Like that was. Fucking practically as genuine as it comes when you listen to it. You don't think she it. wrote it beforehand? No, I actually don't. Because you listen to her and you listen to how she rhymes certain things and she takes a second and kind of flicks her finger and ties it to another rhyme. Like, no, that was on the spot. I absolutely believe that was on the spot. I think she had them cut the beat. And I think she might have fallback words she chooses, like with her being like, the queen of her city or fucking like the ruler of a city or fucking like a teacher. You know what I mean? Like she has certain things yeah. that she might fall back on but no that sounded raw that sounded raw as fuck like she had that she literally just had them turn off the beat and she just kind of did her thing and i've listened to other freestyles by her before and you know something i really like is you can tell how genuine they are from her because she has that occasional hiccup you know what i mean she'll be freestyling and doing something and all of a sudden she'll be like uh and then she'll jump onto something else. Like, and I, I think that that is so genuine in an artist. And some people would be like, oh no, she's fucking up. Like, oh no, she, she fucking should have had this plan already. And it's like, no, that is what I want to hear from an artist. I want to hear those little hiccups. I want to hear you fumble on a word and then come up with something else different on the spot. I want to hear what you can do. And I think she is so talented and to not know more about her to not have her fucking name blasted everywhere is shocking to me yeah (coughs) and i think that just goes back to what we were talking about with uh not having the right management because i don't know if it's necessarily not her having the right management or the right people haven't heard her yet right because like we said last episode um i put tiara whack in a j cole category yeah she's dope and doesn't get the respect she deserves no no and pr- like p- people don't even know her name yeah there are plenty of people don't even know her fucking name that's crazy because this is probably the first freshman cover i've known a lot more of the artists except for i really don't know who rowdy rich is comethazine and yk osiris and right Mosey. like the shitty ones you don't know like who those, those ones are but four, like i had no idea but who they the were. solid artists they chose it's like oh damn oh damn i know this person i know this person I've i wish megan person. wouldn't have took it Really? I wish she wouldn't have done it. Why is that? Uh, just because I think, th- for me personally, the XXL freshman cover is so outdated. It's such a money grab. I don't know how much the money they paid her or how much money they are making off having her on there. 
because of her core fan base because Megan right. has a cult like fan base. Right. She so has such a large following. So I just wish you I just me personally I wish she wouldn't have done it. I wish whoever was her manager would have stood stood by her side and said, You don't need this. Right. This isn't where you need to go. Because you already have the popularity you need. These are fucking kids who fucking don't even have the fucking followings you do. They just get views because their fucking video dropped yeah. on World Star Hip Hop. Like Yeah, most of the time that is what it is. It's a clickbait. It's a clickbait thing. Like the baby has proven himself as an MC to me as a wordsmith. But beforehand, the only reason we beforehand the only reason we knew him was because of a fight he was in, an yeah. altercation that happened. He shot that guy inside a Walmart. <laughs> those are the those are the only things that we knew from him. We didn't know his music, so I just wish Megan wouldn't have been on there. And ever since they dropped, uh, Benny the Butcher actually did an interview where um, he said he was offered to be on there. He didn't even have to try out. He was offered to be on XXL, and Jay was like, don't do it. When Jay-Z's telling you not to do something like that, I don't know, bro. I'm listening to Jay. No, I get that, because you watch the little table talk interviews they do after, and fucking... Fucking Megan and DaBaby both are like, they both have great personas, so they're interviewing super well. But you can tell that they just don't really care. Yeah, like you can tell Megan, she's like, yeah, this is such a great honor. Like, fucking, yeah, XXL has such a history. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. That's about it all you guys got. All about. of the fucking interviews were so goddamn awkward. You had like one person or two people really trying, and then the other ones just being like, yeah, it's like dope to be here. Yeah, for sure. Gross. No, yeah. Like, I just, yeah, it was a cool honor. Like, yeah, freshman ciphers. Like, yeah. I want to do my own freshman ciphers and put good people on <coughs> that don't have anything to do with money. I think that was the idea at first. Originally. Like, when you when you saw Chance on there, nobody was even putting Chance in the category. Right. Or Hobson. I agree. It, it, okay, so I'm sorry, though. You bringing up Chance just makes me laugh because of it. that video going oh, around. Oh, God damn it. And them being like, oh, my God, have you? did you guys ever hear when Chance bodied the fucking XXL freshman cypher? And it's it's him and... I love my wife. I love my wife. She's so great. I love my wife. She's so great. She's so great. She's so great. Ah! 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 And but in the background, it's still everyone fucking losing their minds and hyping him yeah. up. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> I've, loved that that yeah. I've loved the shit that's come. I've loved the shit that's come from this. Exactly. Oh my God. <coughs> um, besides that, guys, I think that's it. Kendrick Lamar had a kid, his first one. Congrats oh, shout to you, to him. dude. Was it That's a baby? pretty dope. What? We mentioned what? J. Cole when he did, <laughs> so congrats. Was it a baby? <laughs> <laughs> was it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Okay. Come on, was it a baby? Or was God, it fully I grown? Hope so. <laughs> Trying to push out a six like, foot. Like, no, 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 dude. This is Alien versus Predator now. It was not a baby. It's a man. <laughs> grown ass man. Oh, my God. Just a fully grown woman comes you guys out. Are ridiculous. I'm talking about like a monster hybrid coming out of this woman, and you guys are like a fully grown man. What was that movie with the Wayans <laughs> brothers? Oh my god, where his face is on the yeah. baby's body. Oh, That's what Isn't it like out. Little Man or something yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> he was a midget. 
<laughs> I no, I know that. Yeah, like we know the premise, okay. but, but I'm it, saying like that's what he comes out looking yeah. like oh, and God, sounding Jesus like as well. Boy. Congratulations, Kendrick Lamar. Just put yeah, a nipple good on, on you. A 40. We're so happy for you and your fiance. You guys have been together for forever and ever and ever now. So obviously this had to be planned, or else it would have happened a long time ago. So good on you guys. I'm happy for y'all. Plan things are scary like that. <laughs> um, but that's <coughs> that's pretty cool. Super super happy for him. Other than that, I mean, nothing has super duper really been going on. If there's anything you guys have heard about that maybe we haven't that hasn't crossed our timelines, hit us up. Let us know if there's something locally going on with some music artists. Definitely tell us about that. We're always down to cover some some local things. I actually wanted to show you guys an artist from Bakersfield that if you're interested in interviewing. Yeah, because I don't I, I'll let you hear his music first. I'm not going to play it at the end of this or nothing like that, but um I'm just like, Brittany, I hope you didn't do anything. <laughs> She's all fit. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to let you guys listen to his music. Hopefully you guys will um, see an interview from him coming on soon, and maybe I'll put a song in next week's episode right? so the listeners can uh, get a little bit more familiarized and you guys can hear him. But, yeah, honestly, if, yeah, and if there's local artists you guys are hearing, for sure, just hit us up. Let us know that shit. We, Your we want to towns, hear yeah. about what's going on. We want to know. I mean, we talk about things that hit more national news and headlines and shit. But when it comes to the music industry, shit's happening on every level, everywhere, yeah, all man, the time. Yeah, They're making fucking waves right now. So Right? <coughs> what's the um, intro song going to be? Anthrax by Ill Addicts. Oh, so it's just an Ill Addicts episode. Yeah. I, I like bad. that. So speaking on more low key and like not necessarily local, but more low key artists, this episode is just we're going to do our outro song to be for Ill Addicts as well, just like our intro song was. They've just been putting out some really dope shit. They're making their own waves, kind of making their own lane. Their music is really, really good. I know that we've kind of spoken on them a few times in regards to that dumb shit with fucking Jaden Smith on his new album and also just kind of the cool stuff that they've been putting out. They are smaller lesser known so give them a stream give them a view go give them a follow they're always really nice they're really interactive the music's good yeah you guys are dope so um besides that i think we're gonna sign off with anth uh ill addicts anthrax and uh but as always thank you all for listening thanks for spending yeah. your sunday with us and hanging Hope out you got this far appreciate everybody appreciate everything that's going on appreciate everybody for listening shout out to nigeria Worldwide, worldwide. Yes. Shout out to fucking Australia and Nigeria. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, this is Anthrax by the Ill Addicts. Man, I hope you guys love this as much as I did. I think this song didn't get the recognition it deserved at the time whenever they dropped it. So here you go. We will see you next week.
I'm never checking the mail. Anthrax peeking, trying to send me to hell. White powder leaking, I don't care about the spell. Cause you don't know, you don't know when they plot and you fail. I always feel like somebody jocking me, but they can't copy me because my pace is clean. I keep the paces clean, they nettle cheddar cheese. The money good to me, so I stay faithful. See, I'm trying to make some moves, get a check or two. Once put it with the crew, the paper always move. I'm sick, I got the flu. The diamonds looking blue, but you ain't got a clue. The haters always choose. I'm never checking the mail. Anthrax peeking, trying to send me to hell. White powder leaking, I don't care about the smell Cause you don't know, you don't know when they watching your trail I'm never checking the mail Anthrax peeking, trying to send me to hell